All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! So, it's January 31st. How many of you have already messed up your New Year's resolutions? Hmm? Come on, you can tell me the truth. It's just you and me. Really? That many? What a loser! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of swore off New Year's resolutions a long time ago because I, re- I don't really believe in that kind of crap. It just gives too much power to the calendar because then you, you know, because what happens is if you put, you know, uh, what happens to a lot of people is they'll put a New Year's resolution on the calendar and they'll get their new calendar and then November and hang it on the wall and write New Year's resolution. I'm going to do this. And then they basically give themselves the ability to and the permission to have, you know, bad vice bachelor parties until January 1st. You know, if you make it, if it's, it's, you know. Uh, say November 15th and you go, well, I'm really going to buckle down and lose weight starting in January. Well, if you think in the back of your mind that it's going to start in January and it's November or or December, you know what you're going to do. You're going to have a junk food bachelor party for a month and a half. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have frosting IVs because I'm going to start working out in January. So I might as well have these six cheesesteaks today, right? <laughs> I'm going to start being a nicer person now. So I might as well Curse at that old lady for not being able to get that wheelchair across the street. I mean, I'm going to be nice next year, but right now, I can curse at people. That's why I hate arbitrary days on a calendar. Arbitrary days are just ridiculous. As soon as you need to make a change, just freaking do it right that moment. Because it's not going to be perfect. Everybody thinks it's going to be perfect. You're going to go, January 1st? Okay, I'm now going to have nothing but salads and protein shakes and work out 12 hours a day. And I'm never going to break that. I'm going to keep doing it. No, you're not. You're going to have days where you're going, I don't give a crap. I want this hamburger right now. And it's okay. You know, somebody's going to do something and you're going to go, you mother jumping, blah, 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 blah. And you're going to bust and yell. And it's okay. It's okay that you fail a little bit. That happens to everybody. Everybody fails a little bit. You know, you may even lose 20 pounds and then have a hoagie. It's going to happen. It's okay. Nothing has to be perfect. Everybody thinks everything's got to be perfect. But if you really think about it, do you want to be perfect? Who wants to be perfect? I don't want to be perfect. I want to constantly be getting better. That's part of life, man, is getting better at things and seeing yourself improving on a regular basis. That's part of the human condition. That's what what makes us different than the other animals. The other animals, if you notice, they settle. You don't see any lions doing anything different. You don't see any lions going, ah, boy. You know, I've been spending my time chewing on this gazelle's ass, and uh, this is just not as fulfilling as it, as it was. And I used to chase down villagers and tourists and kill a couple of those a year, but I don't know, man. I've always, I'll be honest with you, I've always, you got to look around see if there's any other lines around, because they always give me a hard time. I've always wanted to, uh, I've always wanted to write poetry. I know what you're thinking. It's amazing that a lion actually wants to write poetry. And what I'm finding amazing is the fact that I'm a lion that actually speaks perfect English. And you haven't been shocked by that at all. I'm a lion. I mean, shouldn't you be trying to capture me and, you know, take me around the world and showing off the fact that a lion is speaking perfect English? Don't you want to know why I'm speaking perfect English? You know, you you would figure I would be roaring or something like that, but I don't even do that. You know how weird it is when everyone else is roaring 
and I'm running between the lines chasing down some bull. Uh, we're going to eat this animal, some wildebeest or something like that. And I'm the only one going, come on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, guys, let's go, guys. But they don't know what I'm saying. They don't speak English. I'm the lion that speaks English. Ah, uh, well, humans get to do poetry. That's why I stopped eating them. You know, I feel bad for them. The other lions don't. They just, you know, bite into their asses and eat them. And as I'm chewing on some villager's neck, I'm thinking, I wish I could write a poem, an ode to eating this dude. But alas, I can't do that. Oh, jeez, I gotta go. There's a zebra over there, and he's slowing down. And I'm a little hungry right now. I write better poetry on a full stomach. So I gotta go. <laughs> you know? You know? They, they, they're basically the same. Even though there's, there's evolution, if you believe in evolution, and I do. Because we're smarter as human beings, we can constantly grow. We, we pretty much know how long we're gonna live. We're gonna get 70 to 100 years, and then we're gonna drop dead, and then that'll be it. We know. So we have a, a an advantage knowing I ain't got a lot of time to mess around here. You know, that's why we're so good at doing things. That's why we're so good at creating things that save time. You know, we don't have to go hunting anymore. We grab the animals, we put them in a the stall, we feed them, we kill them, we eat them. We go to the supermarket. We don't have time for that shit. Do you have time to be running around the forest trying to with a spear chasing something? Of course not. You get in your car, another time saving device. Go to the supermarket, another time saving device. In fact, you go to the self-checkout, another time-saving device, and go home and put your food in the microwave, another time-saving device. Why? Because we know how much time we have left. And we know we have things to do. We don't have time to mess around. And that's why we're a different animal. And that's why it's important that we make better use of our time. You know, so um, I would just say that forget about being perfect. It's not going to happen. Okay, it's not going to happen for you. I, I'm perfect. But it's an aberration that I'm perfect. I mean, I mean, the, the odds of being me are slim to none. Uh, I'm an amazing man. In fact, watch this. I just did something perfect. Well, I'll keep forgetting this is a podcast and not a video cast. If you could actually see what I just did, you would realize the overwhelming and devastating perfection of what I just did. Maybe you wouldn't. Because you're not perfect like me, and you would have gone, I really don't see what's, what, what's so impressive about that. But that would be because you're not perfect. Okay, I'm being goofy now. But, uh, <laughs> but what I was gonna, what I'm, what I'm really saying is, is that, uh, forget New Year's resolutions, and forget worrying about it being perfect. Just keep getting better. That's the only thing that really matters, is getting better at everything, you know? That's the only thing that really matters. Everything else is complete horse crap. Except for me. Because I, in fact, am perfect. Excuse me, I'm going to look in the mirror. Whoop, just saw myself. Perfect. Oh, man. In fact, I'm too good to talk to you people. I should be somewhere in a glass case, yeah, where people can look at me. Yay, me. I ran across somebody from my past today, um, still January 31st of 2014. And uh, it was really interesting because this was one of the roughest, toughest people I knew from young, from when I was younger. I mean, a real hothead guy, you know, the first person that even with the slightest affront, the slightest bit of provocation would willing to, you know, just whoop someone's ass. And I found out that after we got out of school, he actually became a 
semi-pro boxer, you know, and he didn't have a great record. Whatever, I forgot what his record was. Uh, he, he told me earlier today, I forgot what it was, but whatever it was, it was maybe one or two fights above the 500 mark, you know, 23 and 21 or 22 and 21, something like that. He had more wins than losses, but not by much. And I could see in his face when I met him that he was a different human being because, like I said, when he was a younger guy, he would probably would have picked five fights while I was talking to him with three other people. What you looking at? Huh? What? What? Yep. Take his coat off. Come on, man. Don't, don't hold me, ass. Don't hold me. I don't like the way that guy was looking at me. But he's not that guy anymore. In fact, a couple of people bumped into him. You know, one of the people behind the counter was a little rude. What, what, in his younger days would have been an ass whoopable offense was not an ass whoopable offense anymore because he's not that guy. And I forgot, I forgot how many fights he had. Say for the sake of argument, it was 50 fights. Okay. I'm just going to use the number 50 roundabout because I knew it was somewhere around 50. And, um, and I'm thinking that maybe there's a number. You know, you, you just ever see like a really hothead person and they're always trying to pick fights. And I'm thinking, you know, sometimes there's like, when you have a light switch, there's so many clicks of a light switch before it goes out. There's so many times you can turn a bulb on and off before it blows out. You know, your car is only going to last but for so long. There's a certain amount of whatever that thing does that it has inside of itself. And I'm thinking that maybe he had 50 ass whippings in him he needed to be in 50 fights and once he hit that number of fights or, th or whatever the number was it was like well i'm done because right from what i from what i was what he told me right after he stopped fighting he didn't have any interest in beating people's ass anymore you know it was like oh, i guess that's it i guess i'm done whooping ass well that was fun which means he had 50 ass whips in him and once he reached the 50 ass whip mark he didn't want to fight anymore Conversely, there are people, and I know them personally, who don't get it and won't stop messing with people until they've taken a certain number of ass whippings. Because I, maybe six, seven months ago, I ran across a guy who was always getting his ass whooped in situations where you would literally go, dude, why are you doing this? Don't you realize that, that guy is going to whip your ass? Ain't nothing going to happen to me. Then he goes over and messes with the guy for no reason. The guy whoops his ass. Why? You knew the ass whooping was coming. And I'm thinking, just like that person before had 50 ass whoopings in him, meaning giving 50 ass whoopings, there are certain people that have a certain number of ass whip gets in them. Both of those groups are crazy. Both of those groups of people are the ones that terrorize the normal of us who don't want to whoop anyone's ass and don't want to get their ass whipped. Is there any way, I'm thinking there's got to be a way to have a psychological test to find out the people that need to whip people's asses and a psychological test that will come along, that will create, we will know that there are people who need to get their ass whipped and will pair them off. The people that need to whip somebody's ass whip the people who need their ass whipped. And then when they reach their ass whip or ass whip get quotient, it's over. Let them stay with each other and beat the crap out of and get their asses whipped. And then when they get it all out of their system, then we let them back into society. Then the people that need to get their ass whipped won't provoke you into whipping their ass. And then the people that need to whip someone's ass won't be provoked in trying to whip your ass. It will be a much better society. 
when either side of the ass-whip coin has been flipped its final time and they can then join the rest of society that do not have the need to dish out ass-whippings or to receive ass-whippings. See? Your friend, S. Anthony, full name S. Anthony Thomas, thinks about you. I solve problems, my friends. Yeah. I know things. And you're welcome. Well, cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes, we have knocked out another one. Once again, I want to thank you guys for stopping by. I appreciate it. I saw some new people coming along. Welcome to you, new people. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Whether you came on your own or you stumbled across uh, this podcast or whether someone recommended it, either way, thank you for coming in and becoming part of the family. Uh, make sure you subscribe because I'm going to keep doing this because I have really, really, really serious issues with saying weird crap to people I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, though, uh, make sure you you uh, keep coming back. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. If you like what you hear, make sure you share me on your social media sites um, and tell everybody, you know, we're going to make this thing as big as possible. We can have a good, good old, good old fun time with each other. And I just want to say one more time, I appreciate you guys for stopping by. Thank you very, very much. I feel honored by it. And much love to you all. S. Anthony out.